Hey, it's Mitchell here. Uh, I just wanted to step in before the episode starts and address a few things. In between when we recorded this episode and when we're releasing this episode, a couple things happened that made uh, some information that we talked about um, obsolete. So the first is that one of the things we talked about hinged on the idea that there had not yet been a Pokemon song from from the newest Smash Brothers game um, published on the website, on the official Smash Brothers website. There has since been one, so that whole line of thinking is kind of out. Um, also, we talk a lot about the person, Vergebin, who leaked a lot of um, Smash, very, seemingly very true Smash leaks. Uh, nothing's actually changed in terms of believability or legitimacy, but um, he has since... Uh, gotten kind of slurry and pretty rude and not cool online and I just think it's worth noting that we don't condone that kind of behavior or speech. Um, So with that in mind, let's get to the show! Hello and welcome to the Super Jump Podcast. We are again going into some mid-jumps. We're not going to stop doing those. Uh, we will try to get an episode out every week, as we've promised in the last episode, which was one week ago, so I feel pretty good about that. Um, but they will sometimes just be whatever, and I really, really wanted to talk to my friend Jeff Onan. Hey Jeff, how's it going? It's going. That's, you know, I'm your friend Jeff, and, uh, that, you know, so I just want to compliment you on the introduction, because you got all the facts right. <laughs> I'm not even done. Watch this shit. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to talk to my friend Jeff Onan specifically about some late stage Super Smash Brothers Ultimate speculation. I feel like when we when we uh, go back and think about Smash Brothers speculation for previous games, if you're a weird person like me that does that, and I definitely do, you you think of E3 reveals. Those are usually a big pocket of activity, really close to launch. Um, after the initial reveal of the game, but like before we know anything specific, that kind of stuff. Um, but we're in a really interesting period right now, and I, 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 I don't want to blink and miss it, because I really like Smash Brothers speculation. Um, we are at a point where some of the big leakers are proven correct, some of the big leakers are proven incorrect, and... We're really close. I feel very close. Less than... Well, the game comes out in less than two and a half months. Um, and I think less than a month and a half, we'll know pretty much everything. So, we're, we're so close. Uh, Jeff, has your excitement uh, gone up, gone down, gone sideways since it's the reveal of this so, game? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting cycle compared to past Smash Brothers. Um, and you know, those of us in, in the cult have been doing this for like 10 years or more. So yeah, I was around uh, for Melee. Dude, that's more than 10. So that, yeah. yeah, you're in the, you're, you're, you're one of the grand wizards. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, you know, what, what makes this one interesting is the, the gap between the announcement trailer of the game and the release date of the game is one of the shorter gaps we've had. Uh, yeah. so compared to smash four in which there was 
multiple and, and Spoopy Smash Brothers Brawl, multiple years of speculation and, and the trickle release of information. Brawl especially um, was insane. Brawl, yeah, Brawl, Brawl was, was so long. Uh, so long. Smash Four was closer to like what you might expect from a big AAA game. Uh, this has been really short. This has been uh, almost as short as Melee. Melee was a weird surprise because that was kind of like the pre-mainstream internet era where we could still have just like, no one's going to find out, no one's going to leak this game, we'll just announce it at E3 and release it later that year, even though it's one of our big tentpoles of the year. Uh, I don't think we can ever return quite to that, but this is pretty damn close. This is really close to uh, to around that time frame, just announcing in, well, the the announcement i suppose was in march the reveal was in e3 of this year uh and the release is in december that's a, that's a it, pretty you know another big change the huge change is the mantra everyone is here at that e3 trailer yeah um yeah that's huge. It, it immediately said all right every previous veteran is in the game mm-hmm. whereas in in like the brawl cycle that was a massive source of speculation is the assumption which was proven true that not every veteran would return and so as they're sprinkling in these announcements, all right, uh, you know, we're going to add in Meta Knight, we're going to add in Pit, and, and, and they're adding in announcements. They're also telling you who's coming back, veterans of the series. You know, is, is Lucas coming back? Is or Well, Lucas was new that game, but, you know, you get my point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, don't have, we don't have to speculate on any of that now. Every yeah. announcement after E3 has been new characters. Yeah, are no speculation. the biggest point of speculation for smash 4 in terms of characters was mewtwo who was a veteran um and right. we just don't even have to deal with that now and we, we can go straight into some of the some of the newer characters um I, I i suppose there was a lot of time before e3 but after march where we were actually debating which veterans would return and, and stuff like that um but but thankfully that didn't last very long and I always feel like that kind of speculation doesn't even count. It's like empty calories because when you speculate on what's going to be in the game without knowing like anything about the game, you're really just throwing spaghetti at the wall. You you don't have any. There, there's there's nothing to say. You have anything yeah. going on there. You know. Not only is it a waste of time, but you also get left hungry. Yeah. You 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 threw your whole dinner, either spaghetti dinner at the wall. Yeah, and there's sauce on the wall, and it's a white wall, and you know your dad's going to be mad, and just, like, the plate. The plate was from your parents' wedding. That's that's your fine china. That's not cool. Yeah, and it was his spaghetti, too, so you don't pay for spaghetti. It was your dad's spaghetti. spaghetti. You don't even pay for anything. You just mooch off the basement couch, like, eating Mm -hmm. your... Anyway, this is besides the point. So... Mom's spaghetti. um, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad we could get there. So you asked okay. me, so where, where are my, my excitement levels now yeah, relative to levels? announcement? Have you gone up? Have you gone down? Have you thought it's about been a roller like, coaster. what's going on more or less? It's been a roller coaster of just massive. It went on such a massive incline after, or not, yeah, uh, incline after E3. Mm-hmm. I suddenly, I was skyrocketing in hype. And that peaked for me, I think, at uh, the announcement of the, the dual announcement of, King, of Simon Belmont, uh, also Richter Belmont, and King K. Rule. That whole presentation there, I think that was the peak of my excitement, only because K. Rule was such a big want for me, for literally, you know, for 10 years now. Um, and now I feel I feel excited, but I feel content in a, in a, not completely content, 
but more right. content than I've been in so long. Um, so it's like everything from now on feels a bit like, if not icing on the cake, it's just it's like more cake. It feels like I'm getting more cake, like a sure. second slice of cake. You, you it's definitely like, I, you know, at least got your slice of cake. You can get more right. possibly, but we'll see how When it you goes. get offered cake, you think, you know, this is great. And if they tell you, sorry, this is not enough for everyone to have seconds, you think, well, I guess that's fine. But you do want more cake. Sure. Yeah. Right. What, what's especially great about that particular, that August uh, Nintendo Direct or Smash Brothers Direct was that not only was the were the announcements of King K. Rool and Simon Belmont really exciting just for the game. Now, I, oh, now I know that those are in the game. That's awesome. I think that was one of the best edited Nintendo Directs or really Nintendo presentation of any kind in a really long time. That was, that was like, the art of revealing information about a game might be near perfected with that. I really liked it. I thought it was really special. Because um, every scene, they, they put in so many bits, uh, character to character. Every scene in that direct must have taken so many hours of planning. And it, it all just came together, and it looked effortless, and it was amazing. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that specifically today. We want to talk about what's going to be in this game, what's this game all about, which characters will be in it, which uh, theories that people are clinging to online are correct or incorrect, which leakers are correct or incorrect, um, all of that. So, so Jeff, I, I think we should start where uh, where we were after E3 this year. Uh, we were in the same place. In terms of Smash Brothers speculation, we both predicted six more characters, and they were King K. Rool, Simon Belmont, Banjo Kazooie, Rayman, Springman, and Excite Biker. Uh, yep. You yeah, we held did on do that. to those predictions for a really long time. Well, okay, so my my logic behind that was. We, we kind of laid down that that list and we thought this is a pretty good list i i feel pretty confident in this list and then they came out with this trailer in you know or the the whole presentation uh in august that revealed simon belmont and king k rule uh real quick though that list is not including the echoes we, we, we were not making predictions of the echoes so obviously i didn't predict richter belmont but that just wasn't part of my list or of considerations so simon and k rule get revealed and those two are both one of you know ones that I predicted that you and I both predicted, right? Um, and so at that point it felt like, well, I have well, some new information. Let's just keep going, yeah. You know, I, I have some new information that I could change. You know, I could use to change my list. But why change my list when I've been proven right twice? Like two out of six so far haven't been proven wrong yet. That being said, where we are, are at now, uh, I'm not very confident in every person on that list, every character. Um, but I want to write it out. I want to keep with the list and see, you know, in the long run, how, how well does this list turn out? I'm going to be wrong well, on already, a handful. We're already disproven a little bit because we did not... Well, first of all, we didn't predict any echoes. I think both of us were of the opinion that it would be too hard to accurately guess which echoes would be put in the game. We don't know how many they're going to do. We don't know if it's just a few like the last game or if they're renaming them echoes in order to make a bunch of them, it could go either way. Right. Um, so we didn't even touch those. But we also didn't predict Isabel. 
Um, for Certainly. a right. couple reasons. The first of which was that we assumed that if Isabel would be in the game, she would be an echo of villager. That didn't happen. Um, she is unique. She's still a semi-clone of villager. She has a lot of the same stuff, but she's not an echo. Um, so we're already wrong a little bit. Uh, and if there's going to be the same amount that we predicted, at least one of our other predictions is necessarily wrong then. Um... So that's the thing we got to come to terms with. I, I don't really hold on to that anymore. Um, and the reason I don't is because of a man named Vergeben. What are your thoughts on Vergeben? I've been pretty trustful of Vergeben, um, as you are for the same reasons. Um, so Vergeben is a leaker, posts on, uh, basically has leaked some information about Super Smash Brothers, And so far, some of it has come true. And uh, I don't think any of it has necessarily been disproven. So, right, right, yeah. And and it's a quantity of things that have been proven true that lend quite I, quite a big amount of, of credibility to his, to his... The kind of things that have come true would have been very unlikely to guess or make up without I, I anything... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so for Gavin... Um, has made some predictions they don't line up with uh, the predictions, or he has made some leaks, claims, that don't line up with the predictions we've made. Um, I think that's uh, Incineroar, the Pokemon from Gen 7, Incineroar. Sure. Uh, Ken, Ken is the, would be an echo of Ryu, right. Street Fighter. He has said a Square Enix representative he has not some... clarified which one. A lot of people are taking this to mean Gino, but we mm-hmm. uh, we really don't know. It could be anything. And he said Minecraft representation, but I don't think that he has necessarily uh, claimed or insinuated that that would be a playable character, per se. Right. Um, but just that there would be Minecraft representation in the game. So just, and... to, just to clarify why we think, why we're putting any stock in this, uh, a lot of people say a lot of things. The things he got right were before E3, he said Ridley, he said Simon Belmont. Uh, he's, not only did he say Ridley and Simon Belmont, he clarified Ridley will be revealed at E3. He didn't say anything about Simon Belmont like for time. Um, he clarified that Snake would be coming back and Ice Climbers would co- be coming back and there would be no cuts from Smash for Wii U. Uh, all of that was true. However, a lot of people are, are saying, well, you didn't get complete information there, because also at E3, uh, Daisy as an Echo Fighter for Peach was revealed, and Everyone is Here was revealed, which is a concept that means literally any character from any previous Smash Brothers game will be in this game. And he didn't get that, uh, which to me is not a deal breaker at all. Um, it was yeah, potentially... I don't think it makes him wrong. No, absolutely not. I like from the perspective of someone who sometimes knows a little bit about what goes on in in the development of games. It only it only makes sense to me that a leaker would um, have very partial information because if if they if they're actually playing the game, if they actually are testing or designing or programming or whatever, I feel like they're too close. They would just not leak. They just wouldn't do it. 
I, I imagine that all of the real leaks that we're going to be seeing are going to come from, um, like, not the people working on the game, and not even really their fam family and friends. Maybe, like, one more generation of rumor-mongering beyond that. That's where people are going to get where the, the, their, their main information. So, when Vergeben says, I, I see this, I don't know what else is happening, I don't think that's a problem at all. Um, after E3... So, he predicted Simon Belmont. That happened. He predicted Isabel. And notably, he predicted Isabel um, while saying, I don't know if she's an Echo or not. The people I'm, I'm talking about are kind of confused about it. Which makes sense, because after we watched the trailer, we also were. We, we had to go to the, the official website to find out, is this a weird, very different Echo? Or is this just an Echo? Um, or is this a semi-clone? And it turned out that she was a unique fighter, considered not an Echo. Um, and, and Vergeben even clarified that the person who leaked Isabel to him originally, and the one, w the one source of his that said that Isabel was an Echo fighter, uh, contacted him and apologized, and just, uh, they said that they just assumed uh, based on what they saw in the trailer, which is interesting. It, it means that someone with uh, close to Vergeben is seeing trailers. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so what this says, I, with what with what he has predicted to, to come true, uh, I trust what he says for the most part. On the other hand, it says that he doesn't have complete information, which makes sense. Um, so... What he predicts is not a complete list. As an example, like you said, he didn't predict Daisy. He didn't predict Dark Samus or Richter Belmont or... Or Krom, yeah. Krom or Krom. Um, so it tells us that what he says is coming maybe is for sure, you know, maybe it's very likely coming, but it also means there's still the open possibility that other things are coming that he hasn't mentioned at all. That's true. That's uh, that's basically how I see it as well. Um, let's just go through these things that he's predicted piece by piece. Incineroar. Um, this is actually... People are, are taking this to be like an easy guess at this point. Um, which which I, I find which, interesting. This, this always happens. There's some revisionist, oh, of course we should have seen this coming about whatever character in, in a Super Smash Brothers game. At the beginning of this discussion, the speculation of this game, Incineroar was not on the table. Uh, Incineroar is not a sensical choice based on what kinds of Pokemon that Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are promoting for the Sun and Moon generation of Pokemon. Incineroar is like, I guess, up there. It, he's notable. He's not completely out of left field. No, but he not. would he would not be one that you would have predicted to happen. No, it would be like if they were making a Smash Brothers game right now that had to take from generation 1 of Pokémon being new and you went with like Blastoise, which is to say a very popular Pokémon, notable um uh, strong iconic face, but uh but Charizard exists, and Pikachu exists, and Mewtwo exists. Are you really going to go with Blastoise? 
even over someone like Snorlax. Um, that seems like a, a weird choice. That is what Incineroar is to me. Um, Ash in the in the television show and the television show has been a pretty good metric for what kinds of things are being pushed in Pokemon at any given time because it's very affected by what Game Freak and the Pokemon Company want to do, want to, want to establish as, as new and exciting. Um, hasn't they haven't shown Incineroar at all on the show yet? Um, they've shown Incineroar had a had a role in one of the movies recently. And Ash has a Pokemon that will soon evolve into Incineroar. But none of that's happened. Well, it should be noted, I think, that Greninja um, was selected yeah. for, for Smash 4 uh, before it before Gen 6 was even out. Uh, you know, in, in early early days, uh, yeah. they, they, Game Freak gave Greninja to, to Sakurai and said, this is one that, you know, that we're working on. Uh, we'd like you to put in Smash, um, and 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 at the time of Smash 4's release, Greninja wasn't, I think, in the anime yet, but it, he got a much larger role in the anime actually after the release of Smash. The the Ash Greninja thing that went on in the anime that was after Smash was already well so out it's, the door. So it's it's true that Greninja himself was not uh, notable in the anime yet, but Froki. And then Frogadier, uh, the, the two earlier forms of Greninja, were very much the star Pokemon of the show already. They were already Ash's ace, uh, his non-Pikachu ace. They were. There was even a uh, an episode in which Olympia, I believe is her name, the psychic gym leader in, in that area, uh, she tells Ash's fortune and she says some whack stuff about how Greninja is going to be super important in one way or another. Um, so it, it, it did, there, there was a, um, a blueprint for that. There, there was okay. an expectation of Greninja will be important in sun and moon though. Ash's ace is, um, I mean, it's Pikachu more than it's ever been. Um, but also, it's Lycanroc, who is the uh, the the wolf rock type Pokemon, um, who has a special form that only Ash has, and it uh, that form of Lycanroc is actually a mythical Pokemon. Uh, you can't get it in normal gameplay. It's like a special, it's like Mew. You have to download it at an at an event, and. Um, even after, so like his number one is Pikachu, number two Lycanroc, number three is gonna be Eevee now because he's got an Eevee to coincide with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. If it, if he in, evolves that Tauracat into Incineroar and uses his, it prominently in the show, it's gonna be like his fourth most important Pokemon. Um, which is not to say, not to say that's like super low. Because that's still number four of like everything they're considering at the, at that time, but that's pretty low when you, like yeah yeah that, that's that's weird. So I I think if Vergevin gets Incineroar, um, that's just the nail in the coffin. That's the final. That's, that's the, if the if final he, if Incineroar is revealed for Smash, yeah. we you're saying we pretty much have to say Vergevin knows what he's talking about. He's, yeah, he's I mean, I think we kind of already have be to say that. False, yeah. But 
it really yeah it really does not make sense incineroar doesn't make sense a lot of people are, are coming out now and saying well if incineroar gets announced that could still just be a lucky guess i i'm gonna fight back on that i really don't think that's the case um well before you know obviously lycanroc is big now uh there's a few other pokemon i i think a lot of buzz was around the character of decidueye which right. knowing what we know now really would not fit would not the reasoning behind decidueye was just to complete this sort of type triangle between charizard and greninja um in, in reality that that triangle doesn't exist because charizard is part of the pokemon trainer set now yeah, as he was in yeah. brawl so and greninja anyway. is just kind of his own thing but with, with Decidueye had some stuff going for it. Uh, I think you could Im very easily imagine how Decidueye would work in a Smash Brothers game. Uh, Decidueye was in Pokémon tournament. Uh, it's the only Gen Seven Pokemon in Pokémon tournament, so that's a, a pretty notable thing. Um, yeah, I, it's just it wasn't Decidueye's time. It's not. It's not going to work out in in that specific t uh, in this specific thing. I, I want fewer starter Pokemon as Smash characters because I feel like that's very taken care of already. Um, Certainly, yeah. The Pokemon trainer is kind of just built on that idea. Why do another? Um, Ken, however, I think it would be fair to say if Ken is revealed, you might still be able to say it's a lucky guess. Ken is. I want to of... say Ken is probably the most obvious guess if you were just guessing Echoes. Ken is, yes, I would I would agree with that. I think Ken is the most obvious Echo in the game, um, except potentially Shadow, um, which Vergeben has not uh, commented on, which is interesting because everyone on the internet is like, okay, they, they got rid of the Shadow Assist Trophy, or at least they have seemed to uh, have gotten rid of the Shadow Assist Trophy. If that's the case... He's he's just got to be a character, and they have this echo system that would work perfectly for him. Why hasn't this big leaker guy talked about him? Uh, it seems like such an obvious inclusion. I don't know, but he has talked about Ken, uh, and we'll get back to Ken later on because we have we have some stuff about Ken. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's just it's pretty obvious. He's the first uh, very notable echo type character in a fighting game at all. I, that's that's something that Smash would... It's something you could see Smash uh, promoting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, the, he also mentions uh, a Square Enix representative, but he doesn't specify. Yeah. This is weird, actually, to me. Um, Incineroar is like... It doesn't make sense, but there also are some picks in Smash Brothers that don't make sense, and that's fine. Um, before Vergeben predicted a Square Enix representative, I really didn't think there would be one. I I really did not think that's um, a possibility. With, with Square Enix, um, I assumed that because there's still only two Final Fantasy VII songs, that they just there weren't any new communications between Nintendo and Square Enix about getting more stuff in the game. Yeah, um, and that was my assumption as well. Um, yeah. But I... The, the the counterpoint would be, you know, imagine that uh, there's separate and specific rights licensing issues with Final Fantasy music that maybe uh, they don't want to navigate. Uh, yeah. That that wouldn't necessarily 
impact other Square Enix characters that are not from the Final Fantasy franchise. Sakurai wrote a blog post in Famitsu that basically said that without using the name Square Enix, uh, he said some third-party rights holders, uh, just their, their music is, is so caught up in different rights issues and is so expensive, uh, and everyone reading that comment uh, column simultaneously rolled their eyes and said, Square Enix! Uh... Yeah, they, it's it's pretty obvious that's who he was talking about. Uh, especially along with the fact that in the August Direct, we did see that there is no new Final Fantasy music. I, I could see... Well, I mean, okay, so all eyes are on Geno right now. Geno from Super Mario RPG is, is the, the pick for a new Square Enix representative. Um, how do you feel about Geno? Personally, uh, I, I think that Geno is the result of a certain phenomenon in the Smash Brothers fandom. In that, uh, as big as the internet is, Super Smash Brothers fandom is surprisingly small, uh, and very much a an echo chamber. And yeah. uh, I think that certain characters gained a you know popularity because of people pushing that you know that agenda uh, at a certain point in time, mostly around the the release of Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and any of those characters that had a, that garnered a following in that time period uh have been able for the most part to be able to maintain that following through the years and grow it to a point where people think well this character must happen because people have been talking about it for 10 years and and the question has to be asked is well why why are they so well requested why did they start talking about it 10 years ago you're and right, with Gino, right. with Gino, I really don't know what the answer to that question is. Well, it, it, with why Gino, did... it's that Sakurai said um, post brawl that he considered Gino, um, and he thought he was kind of perfect for a Smash type game because he has a gun for a hand and, and stuff like that, which lends itself very well to a platform fighter. But um, he, he couldn't talk to Square Enix about it, or, or for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Um, I don't know how much of that is like he was planned, he was on the docket, it couldn't happen, and how much of it is just like, oh, I thought about it, but you know, <laughs> we weren't in contact with Square Enix, it just wasn't a thing. Um, it, it, it's too somewhere in the, that spectrum. Gino did live it, during the development of Brawl, and for that reason, people are people saw him as a much more possible thing than they originally thought. And I think thinking that something is possible is maybe the best marketing a character can have. Definitely. And I, an example of that would be uh, Palutena going into Smash 4. Yeah, yeah. I think what was an incredibly popular character all of a sudden only because Sakurai made a Kid Icarus game in between the development of Brawl and Smash 4. Right, I, especially because looking back, it's it's clear, uh, well, not not clear, I suppose. It, it's it's not as clear, rather, um, why why Palutena was so 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 loved because now she's kind of viewed as just like roster filler. Now pa Palutena is not considered a a big want or desired character, but we have her. She's just there now. Um, so there's that. Um, with, with Gino though, I, uh, I actually just played through Super Mario RPG. Uh, I haven't played it 
since I was a kid. Jeff, have you have you played Super Mario RPG? I have not. Okay. Um. So I I played it for two reasons. One, I found out that I owned it, so I wanted to play <laughs> it. Um. I've been doing that a lot with games recently. There's some stuff in my closet. <laughs> um. <laughs> n- two is is that. People have been recommending Geno, and I'm like, I remember playing this game when I was a kid, kind of. I don't get this. There are so many characters, um, especially if you're going to go right to a, a, a third party, because Geno is, a, yes, he's a Mario character, but he's owned by a third party. Um, that That's hard to get. You don't want Banjo-Kazooie first. You don't want Rayman or Spyro or Crash or something like this seems like a weird first choice. Um, so I, I, w- I went back and I played it. And yes, I agree that Gino is super cool. And I, I, I think this is one of those things where like I, I would never put him in the game. If I'm shown him in the game, I, I think I would like it. I think I would like Gino. But um, especially because I, I, I really like Mario RPGs and I want to see them being referenced more. They seem like they're in very isolated in the canon of Mario. Um, but with, with Gino, he's like the fourth most important character in a game with five characters. He really is. Mar- and that the, game, that game yeah. is like one of ten Mario RPGs. That, yeah, it, there's so many other things that you, you could represent um, in, in Smash Brothers, and, and Gino just keeps coming to the top of the list. Uh, I'm not necessarily mad at it. I think it's kind of cool that there's this obscure, more obscure character that fans are really going for. Um, but it, it, it's when he's expected that I, I start to, like, wonder why. I, I start to really wonder, why are you why are you not only expected, you're one of the most expected characters right now for really nothing, almost, amounting to almost nothing worth of marketing or importance or iconicity. Um, you know, and I think that yeah. during the kind of uh, campaigning phase of, of Smash 4's character ballot, which was such a interesting part, like part of Smash history, campaigning, you know, for yeah. a ballot. No video games do that. That's not a thing I've participated in before. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very strange. But uh, I, I remember King K. Rool. That was, you know, that's my main, that's my main get. King K. Rool. I'm on the K. Rool train, and uh, you know, hashtag crock the vote. Uh, it made sense when you wanted to convince someone who didn't know what is the hype, what is the hubbub about King K. Rool, you, you have a pretty standard pitch. You say, well, the game is kind of lacking in villains. King K. Rool is a villain. The game is lacking in Donkey Kong characters. And Donkey Kong is a franchise that is rather large in terms of influence and, and notoriety. Or you're not, you know, it, it's a popular franchise, great amount of sales. It's only got two characters. Fire Emblem has six. So, you know, throw Donkey Kong a bone. So it's there's a lot of little things where you're like, look at the reasons why people might turn their eyes to K. Rool, and once you get your eyes on him, look how cool he is. And people are like, yeah, you know, I'm on board with that. I've never played a Donkey Kong game, but I'm on board with that because he looks cool, and he's a villain, and he's a Donkey Kong rep, and all these reasons. And when people campaign for Geno, I really feel like it boils down to... Uh, he's He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He and people cool. who've never played Super Mario RPG, which I think is most people, yeah, uh, are like, yeah, when are they finally going to put Geno in the game? I've been hearing about this guy for years. Like, you know, 
that's where I get confused. I really <laughs> yeah. think it is. Yeah, it, it, it's you're, the you're echo hearing chamber. like your older brother. I, I think it's older brother syndrome, where like there there's a generation of people that I, I think right now we in our mid twenties are in the reigning generation of video game discussion. But there was a generation above us that was kids during the uh, NES era and really like teenagers during the super nintendo era and they ran uh video game discourse for a very long time uh, i i think the reason that the genesis and super nintendo console war is thought of as this super crazy um combative war between um b- between console makers versus what happened in our own era, which was a lot more crazy if you look at the numbers of, of sales and, and competition, um, is because they, they owned video game discourse for so long. They get to say, no, what we saw was crazy. So I think when when they are thinking, like, I love Mario RPGs, I only had one. They only really had Super Mario RPG as a, as a kid. I think them saying, I really liked the character of Gino carries much more weight of than us saying I like whatever character I like. Um they they are just this really important tastemaker generation, the the Super Nintendo kids. There's um, a snowball there yeah. too. There's a yeah. snowball effect to it where the earlier you get people on board, uh they're just going to talk about it for years and then you get younger people talking about it because other people are talking about it. And so um, like a character from like the N64 generation, uh, they can still pick up momentum, but you're going to have a, a Super Nintendo character having been talked about for longer. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and that that feeds itself. It's a, and, and that's what I meant when I said about how it's a lot of an echo chamber. Um, and, and what I meant by that is uh, the conversations you have feed into the future conversations. Everything is based upon what's been discussed before in some manner. And so it's like, well... You know, I've been hearing about Gino for years. Therefore, I expect Gino. Therefore, I want Gino. Right. I w- yeah, I, I totally agree with that's what's happening. Um... So could it be a Square Enix representative? This is Vergamin is predicted. Or, that isn't Gino? Sorry, he has, he has claimed, he's leaked a Square Enix representative. Could it be someone besides Gino? It could. It's, it, could it always could. Um I, I think with Sakurai, it's hard to say, like, we thought we thought Cloud was off the table. Uh, we didn't think Cloud was a possibility, because he really shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, he has nothing to do with Nintendo whatsoever. Um, but he's in the game now. And Sakurai really could, could take whatever he wanted, whatever he sees as like, iconic. Um, a, a big dark horse in the Square Enix representative category is Laura, Laura Croft. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is that that would be a dark horse for sure. Yeah. So I always forget she's even under the Square Enix label, because when I think of Laura Croft, I think of Eidos Interactive, which, mm-hmm. of course, you know, the IP is all bought by Square Enix. And and, I, and it's weird how that that the genesis of that franchise has moved from a Sony exclusive into kind of Xbox, more Xbox branding these days. Um, That would be interesting. And I also think absolutely up there on top tier of like video game icons, greater gaming icons. Yeah. Laura, the caveat the, with that is an asterisk 
that says in the West. Um, mm. Lara yeah. Croft is probably the second most iconic Square Enix character, if not the first, really. Um, Tomb I mean, Raider she was is their second most. Uh, Angelina second most... Jolie. Oh yeah, I mean that's big. That's huge. Uh, it's again, it's huge in America. It's, yes. It's it's a very big American gaming icon. To us, Tomb Raider is up there with like name the most iconic video game franchises. We'd be like Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy. Um, she she is up there for us. I I it's she hasn't, from what I can tell, and I might just be completely wrong. From what I can tell, she has not made that much of an impression in Japan. Um, I have no stats on that, but it's I have, just, it I seems really don't either. Sense. I'm kind of just saying words, but in, like I, intuitively, it seems that that's true. Yeah, it seems very much like this is Square Enix's international brand because a lot of their other brands are very Japanese focused. Um, Sir, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think for me. You know, I'm I'm allowed to pick one Square Enix rep, put him in the game. I, I want to hit Chrono. Chrono, Chrono from is my Chrono personal Trigger. pick as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, that would I, be my I favorite. would love that sort of. I, I think it goes along with Cloud. Uh, maybe not as much as Cloud has transcended his one game in in iconography, but I, I like this kind of notion of let's just pluck one really popular game out from history, yeah. and say this character is from one of the most popular games in history, and they get in just because that one game. And Chrono Trigger is there. Chrono Trigger is a is a gaming is, is a Nintendo staple. It is one of the biggest Nintendo games ever released. Yeah, because a lot of people, I I, I think they they see the name Square Enix and they say, okay, Square is Final Fantasy, Enix is Dragon Quest. You should get a Dragon Quest character, especially w- with how uh, famous Dragon Quests. Um, impact on Japan is with us. We just hear stories of like, hey, you know that game that's kind of just sitting on the shelf at Walmart that no one buys, that one dragon game? Um, It's like the absolute most popular thing in Japan. And I think that's crazy to us as Westerners. We we just don't get the appeal so much. Uh, So we, 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 we hold that up as a really, really likely thing for Smash Brothers. Um, And I think that is true. It is likely. And it's definitely the thing to go to after Final Fantasy. But unlike Cloud, there isn't really a standout Dragon Quest character. Erdrick, who is the main character of 3, is probably the closest. But even then, it's it's not like Cloud. Um, so... I think that what you look... You know, it comes yeah. down to... Do you look at... Um, well, you got to represent Dragon Quest because there's like 15 of those games and they're so popular. Um, or is it, do you represent Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Because Chrono Trigger has one iconic character in it and it's a one singular game that is massively historically significant. Um, it's kind of a quantity versus quality argument. And mm-hmm. I would happen to say that Sakurai doesn't necessarily fall into the you know, well, well, I gotta represent them now. They've come out with six games. Like, you know, it, I don't know if he thinks that way. It's I don't think he does character either. I think it's it's better for that. Um, the the reason, I mean, it's arguable the reason why anything is successful. But the reason Dragon Quest is successful in most people's opinions is because of the initial attachment 
to Akira Toriyama's work with Dragon Ball when the first Dragon Quest came out. Um, and if you look at that and say, okay, well, if that's the appeal, if that's the main thing, what's the Dragon Quest game that is most known for Akira Toriyama's, like, work? And it's not a Dragon Quest game, it's Chrono Trigger. So, in in some ways, Chrono Trigger is more Dragon Quest than any actual Dragon Quest, uh, I would I would agree with I would agree with you in in wanting Chrono. I think he's the most deserved that I could think of in terms of Square Enix characters that also make sense on Nintendo. Um, Laura Croft is probably the most deserved in general, but I I am one of the old fashioned purists that would like to keep things pretty Nintendo oriented. Um, most likely is neither of those. I do think most likely is Gino. I think, yeah, I think I agree with all of that, so. Yeah. Gino probably just did really well in the ballot. We still don't know for sure, but we we know that King K. Rule was, did well in the ballot, and that's why he's in the game. Uh, so we need to look at characters we think probably did well in 2015 in popularity. That was still um, only seven years off of Brawl's release, so that's that's pretty close. Like, people are still in the scene after being in Brawl. What I find kind of interesting is is you look at the ballot and you look at the fact that King K. Rool got in because of the ballot. We know that. Um, and you think, wow, the the online community really had a big influence on the ballot. And, uh, and if that's the case, then look at the online community and see what they're talking about. Because at that time, they're talking about K. Rool, um, maybe not as much Ridley uh, for other yeah. reasons. Um, but like Gino would be up there. Absolutely, maybe in the top five or great, or you know, in that read in that same general realm of characters that the online Smash community is talking about, Gino's in there. The question is, is K. Rule getting in really evidence that the online community had as much influence as we think it did, or is there this greater sphere of conversation? Uh, 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 not conversation, but a lack of conversation. Is this greater sphere? of voters in the ballot that are not involved in these online conversations that are still turning out to vote for K rule. Yeah. Uh, we it, have some, um, we, we have some theories that we're going to get to some internet hypotheses about Gino that could, uh, either support or cast doubt on his inclusion. But I think for, for me, one of the biggest reasons I would not expect Gino is actually Waluigi. Um, Waluigi is an incredibly popular character, has been pretty much since his, uh, debut in games as this weird, um, Wario of Luigi, which is just a different version of Mario of a different version of Mario. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a cool idea. People like him. He's, he's, uh, kind of gross in a fun way. And he absolutely did well on the ballot. There's no way that's not true. Um, but the reason he's not in Smash Brothers seems to be just like, you can be as popular as you want. If you're not important enough, you're probably not getting in this game. So right. to it's all going to come Waluigi down to Sakurai. Not get it while G- while Gino gets it. That is weird. Gino is more important than Waluigi. Sorry, switch that. Waluigi is more important Waluigi. than Gino for sure. Definitely. Um, yes. And probably more popular. So what is the thing that kept Gino in the game? It might just be Nintendo wanting to strengthen a relationship with Square Enix. 
that's always a poss uh, possibility. But what I, it's yeah, fascinating it's weird, right? too, though. It's fascinating if you look at third-party representative representation in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's very lopsided in some ways. Where you look at Konami has Solid Snake and Simon Belmont and Richter Belmont, all as playable characters. Uh, and, they, and then there's the stages. Um, there's Bomberman as an assist trophy. Just yeah. really a, a dearth of, of content. Then you look at Capcom, which has Ryu and Mega Man, two playable characters, uh, possibly Ken coming as an echo of Ryu. Uh, multiple stages. There's the Monster Hunter, uh, Rathalos boss right. sort of assist trophy character, possibly a role in a in some sort of boss mode we don't know about. Um, so that's a, a large, large amount of content. Namco, of course, is making the game. And they have a decent amount of content, not as much as Konami or, or Capcom, but by far the least amount. Oh, and, and Sega has two playable characters. Sega has Sonic and Bayonetta. Yeah, S Sega's got quite a quite a bit too. Square Enix does not have much, is what you're getting. Square to. Enix is very very slim on content, and you would think if if Gino is there because of some sort of company relationship bond thing, um, you would think we'd see more from Square Enix in a general sense. Uh, yeah, assist trophies other things we have nothing we have Cloud square, only, square enix only two, has two barely more than yacht club if you think about it yacht club being the only other third party that has like anything actually in the game uh with a, a shovel knight assist trophy um weird yeah. right yeah it's it's square enix it's, should definitely the, it's have more. almost the bare minimum that you can give them and have <laughs> a playable character in the game right yeah um, okay so do you want to go so, over some of these theories, or? Well, first, the last thing to to talk about from Vergeben is Minecraft. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So he says there's going to be Minecraft representation, which is a very different phrasing than he's used for other things. With Square Enix, he doesn't say representation; he says a character. Uh, before he landed on it, definitely being Incineroar, he he said it's going to be a Generation Seven Pokemon character. Uh, he just kind of knows there's Minecraft representation, which to me indicates a stage because Minecraft as a stage just makes the most sense. It would be either like, that or yeah. an assist trophy of like a creeper uh, or right. something I think along that's those definitely lines. Definitely also possible. Um, with, but with we're definitely Minecraft, not thinking a, a character. Well, so here's the thing there was a thread on reddit within the last two days uh you hear about this someone was saying look i've talked about this with vergeben we at least have one or two of the same sources he trusts me um steve is going to be a playable character and then someone said vergeben is this true vergeben responds yes i do trust him i don't have any sources that specifically back up steve being a playable character Steve being the, the player character in Minecraft, if, if you're unfamiliar. Um, I don't have anything that backs up that specifically, but I know this person is legit. They are ac they're an actual leaker. Uh, they could still be wrong in whatever way, but, like, this is a thing. So that's happening. That's a thing. That's a topic of conversation. Does that impact it, your thought on Minecraft representation? Not, not, not necessarily. So I think that... This guy might be trustworthy, but there's a bit of a, a, a an order of separation there when you look at, 
I trust Vergeven, but that do I trust who Vergeven trusts? It's like kind of a another order of magnitude out. We're getting layers here of, and so he says, I trust this guy, but he has information that I don't have that may or may not be true. I, I'm inclined to trust it, but I don't yeah. feel as confident about it as I do in the other things that Vergeven has said. So, yeah, I guess fence. it's one of those things where like. With Yacht Club, it makes sense to go to them and say, I don't think you're character ready, but Shovel Knight's extremely popular. A lot of people ask for it. Would you like it to be an assist trophy? And with Bomberman, it's not necessarily on that level, but Konami already had three other characters in the game. Uh, so Bomberman's just going to be less of a priority. With Microsoft, though... You go to Microsoft and you talk to them for Minecraft. You think they're not going to ask for a playable character? Like that's kind of, kind of a weird thing. The the um, we we we've talked about this at length before. Our our assumption here is that micro the Microsoft deal will come with like a Minecraft stage or a uh, assist trophy or like whatever some Minecraft representation, but then also it'll it'll be padded with some rare representation as well with. Banjo Kazooie being the main character get um, in in that in that area. Yeah, that's my feeling. Uh, on the other hand, I do want to say if that I I can see the scenario that where that's not the case. Where you you just painted this picture of you know how could they work with Microsoft and not yeah. give them a character? You know yeah. that's the question. I can see that being the case. Uh, if you come at it from the point of view, there is a lot of people heated arguments about this topic, who insist Microsoft being a, what they would call a competitor to Nintendo. This is not a, a cooperative relationship in the same way that they have with Square or Capcom or other third parties. Microsoft is not a third party studio uh, producer. Um, they are, they own their own council. And right. there are people who look at that and they say, there's no way they'll work together. If you have and even even if you have an inkling that that might be slightly an, an impedance, then you could look at it and say, well, giving them Minecraft representation, but not a full playable character is them kind of dipping their toes into working together. But the full relationship like they have with Square, Capcom, Konami, that full relationship is not there to, to give them a character. I could see the argument. That being yeah, said, I yeah. really don't I really don't subscribe to the theory that they won't work together and that they wouldn't go whole hog on a character because I think that that relationship is actually, you know, I think that there's willingness on both sides to say we can work together because I don't think they really see each other as competitors in that way. Obviously, Minecraft is on Nintendo systems. Yeah, Minecraft is on Nintendo systems. Not only that, but Master Chief, Banjo-Kazooie, Marcus Phoenix, Microsoft-owned notable characters are in that version of minecraft um on the nintendo switch so in, in in terms of microsoft being up for it i think that's definitely the case it's the case of whether or not nintendo would be up for it um i think there's some there's probably some degree of nintendo feeling very much like they want to keep some sort of cordial competitive distance from other console makers because, uh, I mean, doing that implies that you are a competitor and that you are worthy of being in that race. 
So you don't want to give that up entirely, and I, I understand that. But I, I think we're at the point where Nintendo would look at that relationship with Microsoft and just say, you know what, like, we're, we're either going to try it or we're not going to try it. People are clearly asking for it. I, I have to imagine that Banjo-Kazooie did really well on the Smash Ballot. Um, another, that's just been an always one. Like I was saying, I've been around since, since Melee in terms of Smash discussion. That's been around since Melee. Um, like, we, we, we just have to assume it's gonna happen. Uh, or it, 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 if not, we're gonna, if we're not gonna assume it's gonna happen, we're gonna assume it's very possible, and that the barriers to entry for that character are not what they are. But we're talking about Minecraft yeah, I think here, that, and, uh, I, think that I guess Banjo the, the character is Steve. has barriers. As any barriers. third party character does. Uh, I don't think that the barriers are necessarily And bear is the first sound right. in barriers. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know the, the, the fact that Microsoft has their own console, it's not the same level <laughs> of barrier. What's that? <laughs> nothing, nothing. You go on. You say the thing I'm you're sorry. Say. Well though I, I don't know. I am I repeating what you said because you kinda cut out for me. And uh Oh, sorry. I all <laughs> I was struggling to not talk about you because you were What I said, what I said was Bancho has barriers because the first sound in barrier <laughs> is bear, which is what Literally, he Literally, I caught uh, none of that. I had like <laughs> well, I, a It's fine because it was completely unimportant. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, that's true. He does have barriers. He's like a bear and a warrior, so there's that's kind mm. of the thing. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. almost a joke there. But I think we should move Almost. on. It's a little <laughs> bit of a not joke. Uh, I, I guess the, the, the question here before we, we move on entirely for, from Vergeben is just like um, Minecraft representation in general. I don't see that as far-fetched at all. No, Could definitely. Could totally happen. Uh, one of the more likely third parties. The only um, third party that we considered that uh, Vergeben had not, has not uh, talked about at all is Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, Vergeben's information is incomplete, but in general, I don't think it's looking good for Ubisoft anymore. No, and that's it's odd to me because we know there was cooperation in Smash 4 because there's a yeah. Rayman trophy in that game, which is an oddity because... It's really strange. It's just a trophy. Not even an assist trophy, a trophy. Just basically just a 3D model that you can look at in the gallery. Um... And that's odd because you're going to cooperate with this third party just to get a trophy in there. You're not going to you're not going to really do it. You're not going to do a full character. What's what's that about? And then since then, the relationship between the two companies has only gotten really more and more close. They yeah, Ubisoft yeah. made a Mario game. Ubisoft made a Mario game. Ubisoft is making a Star Fox game. Um, and they've said they're they've... doing more crossovers. They've invited Miyamoto on their E3 presentation stage, two years running now, um, and and they they've really leaned into the Switch as a as a potential mega generator of revenue for them, and I think maybe it's just like in 2015 was that happening in 2015 yeah. during the ballot in 2015 during the what we can only assume was the beginning of the. Um, of the planned document for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It was happening a little bit, but I guess not as much. So, big candidate for DLC. 
Well, the other one is DLC. Rayman has recently, like quite recently, been revealed to be a playable character in Brawlhalla, which right. is a Smash clone, which is owned by Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rayman is the only option for Ubisoft. Rabbids are also really... They're, they're more popular than they've ever been, and they're less annoying than they've ever been, which is, I, I think, a really big selling point for appeasing Smash fans who are known to be extraordinarily dissatisfied with pretty much any reveal. Well, and that being said, uh, you know, Rabbids, again, would not have been much of a conversation point at all in 2015. Right, for sure. Um, Again, another DLC uh, topic, but let's move on from Vergeben and what he has said and what he hasn't said. I I think in general we can agree. We think pretty much all of this stuff is happening. Uh, if, If we had to rule if i had to rule on the parts he's left vague i would say incineroar yeah that he said it uh ken he said it that's in square Enix representative is probably gino minecraft representative representation is probably a stage and not a character that's where i would land with all i would also say that in addition to what he said i don't believe that that's all that we're getting in terms of new. no i think there's at least one more character maybe two um especially if you include echoes which he doesn't have the best track record on knowing all those that are yeah. coming. He didn't predict, he didn't claim Daisy, Crom, or Dark Samus or Richter. So it could be more that we don't know about or that he doesn't know yeah. about. Specifically, I, I, I think um, if Minecraft representation is in the game, I'm thinking it, it's, it comes with Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, so that's one more full newcomer. And then um, Shadow is just like a thing. Shadow... I cannot see this game coming out without Shadow in it at this point. Um, so Shadow's going to be that last Echo after Ken. And that's going to be it. I think at that point that would be the full roster. Before DLC. Uh, but we have a few things uh, to talk about after that. We have Box Theory. So Jeff, what what's your stance on Box Theory? Box Theory. So Box Theory, I'm not sure if I am ready to put any stock in. Um, the, you, did you describe the theory? What's, what's I did not. So, okay. so here, here's box theory. There's a, uh, retail box for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that was shown on, I think, Amazon. Uh, it includes the Steelbook version of the game. Ooh. Um, a white Switch Pro controller with the Smash emblem on it. And, uh, and that's it. But on the sides of the box, uh... Jeff, we got some fun stuff. We have characters from the game, and it looks like every single character has uh, their own rectangle on the side of the the box, including Echoes as their own spaces, uh, set up in a pattern of nines. Um, And there's two spaces on the bottom of the side of the box that we can see. one of those spaces is now occupied by Isabel, or would be occupied by Isabel. We haven't seen it. Um, but then that means one more space is um, is completely empty. We don't know what's going to come after Isabel. And because of the ordering of the characters, there is a pattern of, of nines. We know that there's one more uh, space on the other side of the box as well where we think Ken should go because uh, that's the only thing that would make sense on the other side of the box because all the newcomers need to be on the side of the box we can see. Uh, So yeah, that's box theory. 
Jeff, I think I lost you again, but I did well, I'm, just I'm explain here. all of box theory. Right. So what I am currently kind of grappling with, and I haven't talked to you about it, is, you know, I'm curious as to will they reveal every character in the game before release in a trailer with yes. a website release? Uh, and, you know, if, if they didn't, well, if they, they don't give they them will. a trailer, they said they'll have a trailer for every character that gets revealed? Not, uh, they said there will be video reveal for every, so, like, it, it came from the August, uh, nintendo direct where sakurai said that every character will be revealed for the game before it comes out um so every newcomer needs their own trailer and echoes i guess don't is but that's he did say that they will all be revealed okay well i don't know necessarily we're gonna get a trailer for everyone i don't know if some of the late edition like i don't necessarily think that the box is proof that there's not more characters than that like i i, I don't know I, it it seems entirely yeah. likely that placeholder art happens and uh you know late editions and other things i don't know i don't know exactly how this works when you come to we're getting towards the release of the game and we're putting out art for, for prom promo stuff like and but we still got to keep secrets and i uh, you know i don't know that process i'm not involved in that uh that's not my field but I'm hesitant to look at a a promo piece of art for a box and say, "Oh, well that confirms it." And and I and I, we've seen other sources of things which to me give me hope and maybe even expectations that there is going to be more than what box theory implies. So, I I hear what you're saying. The the counter to that would be this. If the reason we think box theory is incomplete is because it was just created by someone probably like maybe a graphic design intern at Nintendo or whatever. We don't know how these things go. Uh, and they, they don't know how many new characters are left in the game. So they just left some space at the bottom. Why would there be a specific space left on the other side of the box? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, if this box came out with the spaces filled in the way you've said, and there are more newcomers in the game that are not represented on this box, would you yeah. say that just imagine that scenario happens? The game shows off like every character but two or four or whatever. They just aren't on the box at all. Would you say this is insane? They would never they should have never done this. This is a crazy box. No, I definitely don't care. But the the like why why Jeff and, and riddle me riddle me this. You ready to be riddled? I I'm ready. I got my notepad, so I'm I'm ready to take notes on the riddle. Riddle me this. Does the person making this know about one more character and also can, or do they know nothing, or do they know everything? I don't know what they know. All I know. Is I'm not I, it, ready to make assumptions based on the box. I just think yeah, it's a I get, weak I get source. what you're saying. I'm just I'm just really hung up on like, I get giving yourself some more room, saying like, okay, after K rule, let's say three more. So we'll put three more spaces on this box. 
they should all be on one side. They like you you should leave three spaces for newcomers rather than two spaces for newcomers and one space specifically where an echo should go. That is the weird thing to me. That is the thing that makes it feel like that's too specific. That well, what they would if, put a space. What if it's this? Okay. So what okay. if it's this? There's an example, and don't get hung up too much in the specificities of the example, but um, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, we have like three newcomers added in very late. You get Toon Link, Jigglypuff, and Wolf were added in so late that they didn't factor into the story mode at all, and they just kind of shoved them in there. Um, Say an example, something akin to that happens. Um, And not that necessarily that it's late, but for some reason there are some characters who don't get the grand treatment that all the other characters that got revealed do. Imagine that is a possibility. Imagine that's a scenario that plays out. And they they plan on this box for every character, including the blank spaces that they know about, except for a couple of weirdos that, for whatever strange reason, didn't get the same grand treatment of of what the other newcomers got. You know, an excite biker just slipped in there at the end, and he's he doesn't even show up in story mode. It's just we got excite biker because we had him in the you know the last minute. This example, that situation, I don't think box theory really tells me anything. You can ask me all these hypotheticals of like, well, why would they do this if they knew this was coming, or maybe they don't know this, and if they don't know, why would they have done it this way? I don't think any of those mean much to me because I don't think the box has a lot of meaning to it when there's. People are quick to make rules about what the box must mean when in reality, uh, stuff that doesn't make sense happens all the time. Well, okay. And, and I'm not I'm not here, though, for putting down speculation without replacing it. You got to replace some speculation if you put it down, Jeff. So my speculation I'm, I'm gonna, is that there's I'm gonna more characters. You, I'm going to force you to say what you think the space on the other side of the box is there for. Uh, Ken. So you do think the designer of the box knows about Ken? Probably. Because Ken seems like the... Uh, we have And we have another one coming up to talk about Ken. But, I, you know, maybe it's a case that a lot of people know about Ken. Because he's... Greg Evan knows about Ken. And uh, a, oh, leaker, okay. a leaker leaked so... Ken. I think Ken, of all the newcomers still coming is the one that is most likely this person knew about. Uh, from inside of Nintendo, they still have to guess. No, I don't know if they're guessing. I'm saying maybe they knew about Ken. Yeah, maybe. You asked me to speculate. My speculation is that of any character yet to come, Ken would be the one to fill that hole that would make sense for them to already know about because he's not that well kept a secret. Yeah. Right? Um, before we... Be- I, I, I agree that it, it's a little bit difficult to, to worry about this box. Um, <laughs> before we move on from the box, there's one thing I, I wanted to, to tell you about. I saw a, a Photoshop mock image of what the other side of the box could look like. And in the bottom right-hand corner, they just put a barcode that was the size of one character. So I guess you're right. It can be literally whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it can just be a barcode. Um but it, it's still worth talking about. Um, so for box theory, most people are in favor of it are, are saying if it's correct, that means after Isabel, the only characters we have left are Incineroar because people are just really hung up on Incineroar definitely being in the base game right now and Ken. 
and that would be it. And I think if that's true, we know the full roster of the game uh, sometime within the next month, at least. Uh, maybe even sooner. Because if that's true, we we just know... Like, it, they, they will show a character this month because they've been showing, like, one a month at least. Uh, and if it's Incineroar... That's the last trailer, and they have to say that. I feel like they have to say that's the last trailer when they show their last trailer, right? They have yeah. to. They're not going to let speculation go and then wait two months and then be like, yeah, we didn't have any more characters. Um, yeah. And I think that, and, and this might be a bad train of logic, but I'll share it. Um, I don't necessarily think it would make sense if there's only one character left to go that they would have spaced them out the way they have and still have two months to go till the game comes out. Yeah, I think that's true too. Um, especially because there were five character reveals in August. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems odd that they, that they would be five character reveals in August and then like one in September, three more, and like you know two in October or whatever. Like that's that's an odd cadence to reveals. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I I uh, I totally see where you're coming from with that in general just ending on incineroar is a is a soggy taco as well it is That's... the taco taco is quite that it's soggy yeah. it's falling apart in your hands on that one so he's not unpopular i suppose but like not a fun character to end on you, he's not you a finisher like he's a not big... a finisher no yeah i i could see them trying to sell gino as that or banjo kazooie as that or um I guess any other Square Enix representative would probably be huge. Um, very few things at, could... If I was given... Okay, you have Ridley, King K. Rule, Simon Belmont, the Inklings. Uh, all of those are for sure in the game. Um, I would never say, okay, well, you got to end on Incineroar. <laughs> you you got to make sure you save Incineroar for the end. Uh, yeah, in that's, fact, that's I think at that point, doing... Simon and King K. Rule as a joint thing would have made no yeah. sense. Absolutely. You you would have seen Incineroar in that Simon uh, direct or something like that. And then K. Rule could have been his own thing later on as the, the special last unveiling. Because uh, we, we do think K. Rule probably won the ballot. That That's what, that's what I'm getting out of this. Uh, K. Rule is the only character that is a full newcomer credited with having been in, in the game specifically because of how they did on the ballot. And, uh, I mean, you, you can't get in the game based on the ballot if you didn't, like, do really, really well on the ballot. You gotta have been, like, top three. Uh, I think he probably won, and I think that would have been a great reason to save him to the end, but they didn't do that. Uh, moving on. Music theory. So, Jeff, uh, you explained expressed some uh confusion about what music theory is before we started the show yeah i didn't study any kind of the arts in college so that's fine there's no reason to study smash brothers at all but uh we're here so let's talk about music theory the official website releases one new music track every week and people have noticed that it has never repeated a franchise they take this to mean that it won't repeat a franchise uh they have enough franchises to do one song from each of them every week without repeating. Um, especially if there's some new franchises in the game we don't know about yet. Um, 
But this does mean that if a new character is announced, it's not going to be from a series we've already seen represented in music on the website. Because every after every major character reveal, there's a song that goes along with them that's that's like for their franchise. Ridley had a song specifically for him. K. Rule had a song. Um, Simon Belmont had a song. And those are the only Metroid, Donkey Kong, and Castlevania songs on the website. How about Isabel? Is the pattern holding up for Isabel with Animal Crossing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most recent song uh, after Isabel's reveal was an Animal Crossing song. Um, specifically from Happy Home Designer, I think. And it's not a great song. But, <laughs> but the pattern I, holds yeah, up. I mean, no Animal Crossing song had shown up before. Yeah, especially with people being so concerned about Incineroar being like the only logical next uh, for sure character, they uh, they looked and uh, they they tried to see. Well, were there any Pokemon songs? There were not. There mm. were not any more Pokemon songs. So this has uh, been used as a counter argument against two very popular characters. One we've already talked about, Gino. There is a Mario song already. And two, we haven't talked about yet, Skull Kid. There is mm. a Zelda song already. Um, so so what do you think about that? You think that's worth looking into, or is that just like making a pattern out of nothing? Well, okay, I, I want to say real quick, I think all these theories are worth looking into. I don't want to come off as the guy who's just like, no, I don't believe in any theories. Theories are dumb. On the other hand, I don't believe in the theory. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, I I I think they're worth discussing. I think they're worth looking into, but I'm not I don't think any of these so far has been worth making me feel sure about anything. And I don't think it, they're ever going to make you feel sure because we've we've been burned too many times well, on Sakurai just being I think that makes me unpredictable in the That past. makes me yeah. in the minority in discussions on the internet. If I'm not made <laughs> sure by the theory that is considered in discussion, if I'm not made sure by any theories, then I'm in minority because that's how Smash discussion works. But I just want to say I think patterns are cool and often meaningful and often not meaningful at all. Also. And yeah. and so... I, I, yeah. uh, I don't like all patterns, but with this specific pattern, I could totally think of someone saying okay i'm in charge of the blog updates for the website what i'm gonna do for music is only do one song from french per franchise and that'll actually give me enough weeks i could totally see someone doing that i think it's harder for me to see someone in the the design seat for the box like that's a weirder thing to imagine with the music theory thing like i can totally see someone saying like okay let's let's just do one per, per series let's not do a pokemon song if we know we're going to have to do a different Incineroar-specific song later. Um, one, one, one different thing, though, is that we saw in the music selection, uh, in-game music selection, in the August Direct, Jeff, that uh, there are two Mario franchises as far as the music selection is concerned. Right, right. Yeah. Um... I initially speculated that this was Mario Kart because Mario Kart has the most uh, stages and songs and like iconography out of all of the side Mario things. So it's kind of like its own thing. 
but I don't. I don't think I believe that anymore. Uh, I I don't know. Have we talked about this yet? No, we haven't. Actually, this yeah, is okay. new. This is new thought for me. Yeah, I don't think it's Mario Kart anymore. I think it's Mario RPG, uh, because it would make sense to me that Square Enix, with their very limiting um, music rights issues, would say Mario can't or Mar- the songs that we donate to Smash can't just be played on any stage. They only can be played on the Square Enix Mario stage. So I I I think there's probably going to be. If Gino's in the game, um, and if this theory holds up, there's probably going to be a Mario RPG stage specifically, likely Forest Maze, because that's kind of like what people are associating with the game after all these years, um, and music for that stage specifically. Um, and I think they would put their foot down and, and say, we don't want this thing that you're doing with the rest of the series in this game where you can just put any song on any stage. Mario RPG is kind of special and it should be on its own. Which is why it's been separated from the thing. Okay, that's my theory. So you're no longer on the the kind of train of thought that uh, that 103 stages is the final number. I don't think I was ever on that. You never I, were. Okay. No, because I wasn't either. Um, I wasn't either. I think it is very strange that they've sold that number the way they have. Um. Because, it, I mean, it just really doesn't make sense to me. I think there's got to be more. Um, not just because... I, I don't want to say because there's too few stages. Because there's 103 and that's crazy. It's already insane. But there's only four new stages. I don't see them doing that. They're, like We only know about four of them right now. We know about the Castlevania one. Um, new Donk City. What are the other ones? Breath um, of the Wild. And, yeah, and Mori Towers. The Plateau Tower and Mori Towers. Yeah, two towers. Um, Which would be saying Pokemon doesn't get a new stage. Uh, it would be saying, mm-hmm. you know, that Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong doesn't, doesn't get a stage. stage. It would be saying that, um, you know, Kirby doesn't get a new stage. And also uh, that the pattern of all newcomers from new French, you know, all, all, all third-party newcomers having their own stage um, mean, yeah. means that there are no more third parties coming if there were no more new stages, if that pattern held up. Yeah, and we already expressed earlier in this podcast that we think that Minecraft is going to get a stage, or at least I did. That was mine. I, I don't know if you agreed. Um, I think it's likely. I think, yeah, that's yeah. the likely possibility. So it's just, it, it just seems really... It seemed early. It seemed early for them to announce all of their stages, right? Yeah, but the um, weird part is the way they've used their their choice of words... And not just the one time, but they've doubled down on it. Um, it's like they're not leaving any ambiguity. They're like, yeah, it's we have 103 stages in this game. That's it. Uh, well, there, and I don't think that's ambiguity. true. There's, there's... There is a bit of ambiguity in the Koro Koro magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have put this on our document to talk about. I was going to bring it up. If you hadn't brought it up, I was going to bring it up. Well, I'm, I'm obviously going to beat you to the punch and try to take away everything that you love and think that you deserve. So but real quick. Before you Koro get into Koro. that, okay. What's, have what's you first? heard about the Coral Coral magazine as it relates to the discussion about stages? <laughs> yes, I have. I have, Jeff. <laughs> uh, there, there was a there was a Coral Coral magazine, and those those of you out of the know, uh, Coral Coral is a very prominent 
children-aimed Nintendo-based magazine uh, that does often have reveals. It's uh, known specifically for Pokemon-based reveals, but it can do a lot of other things as well. And it said in the magazine there will be 108 stages, indicating five more. Um, it seems like it might be a typo. What do you what do you think? You think it's a typo? The thing about eights, eights, eights are quite similar to threes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. Not really. Well, if you took <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit, if you took an eight and erased a little bit, you'd have a three, and vice versa. If you took a three and you added a little bit, you'd have an eight. Um, and that Who's little doing bit, this by hand, though? the little like, bit on a keyboard, they don't. The little, right, the little yeah. bit there adds up to five. Right. Um, no. So, okay. If, I think I would be a hypocrite if I was the guy who said, uh, oh, I'm totally skeptical about, I'm totally skeptical about the box theory and the music theory. And then I say, yeah, but I'm totally confident in what Kurokoro has to say. They wouldn't print a, a misprint like that. That might be hypocritical. I also kind of feel like Koro Koro is more trustworthy than the box theory and the other theories. Um, is yeah. it possible I, they made I, a typo? It's possible they made a typo. So I'm not confident. But you don't think they did? I don't think they did because I already didn't like the 103 number in a way that I felt like it didn't make much sense. Okay. I want to come I want to come back around to this, uh, but first I want to just really quick finish the other two bullet points we have here. Uh, neither of these are especially long. Uh, the first is the first one I want to talk about is Ken. We saw an image of Ken. He was on a he was on Moray Towers this the Splatoon stage, and it looked real. Uh, Artsy Omni, who is a notable leak creator or fake leak creator in the Smash Brothers scene, looked at this and said, "Yeah, I don't know. They did if it's a fake, they did everything right. The lighting looks correct. Uh, the sizing looks correct." He's on model. Uh, all of this looks right. Um, I think I have to agree with Omni. What do you think? It looks legit to me. And uh, and we had another fake image leak a, a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago. It's hard to tell anymore. Uh, that had, I think it was Skull Kid on like a Poke Float stage, um, etc. And that was very clearly fake uh, for reasons that can be pointed out by people who are good at looking at art. And uh, once they point it out, I say, yeah, those are obvious after they point them out to me. And um, yeah, yeah. And nobody's saying that really for Ken. There's not any red flags uh, that are making people say, yeah, you know, I'm an artist and I can tell this is fake. Uh, um, Omni is an artist and he cannot tell that it's fake. So looks looks pretty good. And I like I said, we've had other reasons to think Ken just without having any leaks. We already feel pretty, you know decently confident that ken is a high possibility add the leaks in that vergevin says ken is in and we trust vergevin uh and now this picture leaks and no one can really say that it looks particularly fake and it shows ken i'm i'm pretty happy to say yeah that's ken ken's in the game we're gonna have ken yeah i ken is the ken is the most confirmed uh character has ever not been confirmed like he's he's for sure in the game absolutely uh whether or not this is real there's just like so many other things pointing at ken um i believe it 
The other thing is blog theory. So this is another thing about the official website. And this one, this one I don't believe almost at all. And I'll say that up front. Um, here's, here's the deal. The blog spotlights certain characters in the game. Uh, and they don't really seem to be going in any particular order. Although after a newcomer is revealed, they'll definitely uh, prioritize that one to be next. But based on the rate at which they've been doing it, and they haven't really been slowing down. They've been doing two characters a week for a number of weeks now. Uh, there should be six or seven characters we don't know about yet. Um, so, if you put together the ones we thought from from uh, for Gavin, we thought Ken, Incineroar, Gino. I okay. I, I said we again. This was me. Uh, I don't know if you're you're into this or not. Uh, Ken Incineroar, Gino, Banjo-Kazooie, Shadow. That's five. Five is pretty close to six or seven. So I'm like, not thinking this is too much of a worry. But also, they can kind of just change up the order in which they want to show things on the right. blog anytime they want. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, music theory, everything. You know, we we see the patterns. We assume the patterns are, are, they've been consistent up to now, so they must be consistent going forward. In reality, random chance happens uh you know patterns don't yeah. always mean anything i think music theory is a little bit better than uh than blog theory oh wait sorry i remember i didn't exactly finish my thought about gino and music theory the the point i was trying to make was because there is a possible other folder of music with the mushroom emblem that's still a mario thing but it's not actually super mario um maybe that would just be an excuse to run another mario song except this one's from that other folder yeah uh can't make that excuse for zelda that like i think if music theory is correct skull kid would not have a trailer but but yeah with with these things based on the blog at least music theory has like it's about the content of the blog which i guess is a little more believable to have something matter in with the ordering in the of the blog i don't think matters at all i i really don't think I know that there it was planned in advance, the order of like what blog posts were planned in advance, because if you look at the uh the delay of the September direct that actually messed with the uh ID numbers of the blog posts, and you can see like there was some they had to go back and catch up to themselves. But really, I don't it does it to me it does not matter. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry, uh blog theory people out there. You know, I, I, don't, I feel I just don't care. I think I owe an apology to everyone who has a theory because I don't have time for it. All of your theories. <laughs> I I come in here and my opinion is theories schmeries. Sure. Except for Mitch theory. I, I'm pretty often convinced by the things Mitch says because he seems to know what he's talking about. Uh, but but music theory, blog theory, box theory. Schmeries. Very schmeary. It's all it's all based on lies. It's all it's just confidence. Is there anything else really quick we want to talk about with speculation of this game? Anything we haven't have oh wait, sorry, yeah. The one thing I wanted to get was if Koro Koro is correct and not a typo, there are five more stages we haven't seen. What are they, Jeff? Pokemon, uh Banja Kazooie. What is specific? Be more specific. Oh, come on. I, I never hear, even I played things. Sun and Moon. Uh, we'll call it Mele Mele Island. Okay, I don't but even you're know. saying uh, 
A sun and moon. A sun and moon I, I, stage. A sun and moon Pokemon stage is okay. That's enough. specific enough. Yep. Okay. Sun and moon yeah. Pokemon stage. Uh, Spiral Mountain. Okay. Uh, the the Geno one, Moo Moo Meadows. <laughs> not not quite, but uh, I it something from Mario RPG probably Forest Maze is where you meet Geno. Mm-hmm. So that that could be it. Okay. Uh, we'll say so that's number three for for Minecraft. We'll say Forest Biome or something. Uh, okay. So what is that? Th- that's, that's four. Four. Okay. Uh, yeah. And there's what do you say? One more. There's one more. Um, one more. Uh, let's just because of history, we'll say that there's another Kirby Superstar stage in there. <laughs> uh, man. Okay, could be. <laughs> you never know. Uh, no, I, I yeah, don't know. I'm I, not confident in that. I'm just, you know, I'm spitballing. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. I, I think I agree with those four exactly. Um, I would like to see that fifth stage be a tropical freeze stage. Oh, I certainly would prefer that. I don't, I don't know if I see it as likely, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, or... Ken wouldn't get another stage. None of the Echoes really would. Uh... I do want to say, just to finish off my thoughts, based on all the, you know, we've got all this speculation, we've got all these leaks that might or might not be true. Um, I am currently of the feeling that there's at least four more characters coming. And that includes Echoes. Whoa! Oh, that includes Echoes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think between four and seven, totally reasonable. Including Echoes. Well, all right. Uh, I can't hear Jeff anymore, so I'm just going to end the show. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great. Uh, I am frankly nervous about the amount of editing I will have to do to this episode to make it listenable for you, the listener. But if you got here, that means I did an all right-ish job, uh, and it wasn't too distracting that you had to turn it off. So thank you for that. Uh, please remember you can subscribe to the Super Jump podcast uh, anytime through any podcatcher you want, really. It's a fun thing that you can do for free. And that way you'll just always know a an episode is coming. And you can rate us on iTunes. You can follow us on our social media, Super Jump, uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook, Super Jump Magazine. Uh, you can email into the show. You might have a question or query or statement read on the show if you email podcast at superjumpmagazine.com jeff where can they find you they can find me uh on twitter and the twitter handle for that is at monin bonin onin that's the word moaning without the letter g <laughs> uh boning without the letter g and onin o n a n um or you can just search twitter jeff onin and you'll find that handle uh jeff onan that's that's every time oh, every single time i wish you would just say that i wish you would just search say that jeff onan on twitter and and the <laughs> onan is spelled o-n-a-n so there you go yeah every single time i was like hmm i hope i hope <laughs> jeff just gives the search instructions and i've never been coached very specific never part. been coached on what to say <laughs> what is right and wrong to say on the program <laughs> it's fine it's all it's all right well Thank you for being on the show, Jeff. It's been great talking to you. I always love talking about Smash. I pretty much only want to ever talk about Smash from here on out. Yeah, I'm uh, in that. But from here... In that boat. Y- yeah, yeah. Like, I never... 
Like, I was talking to my mom about fruit the other day from the grocery store, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, fruit. <laughs> there's no rumors. There's no anything. <laughs> you can't speculate about fruit. They're not coming out with any new ones anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. Although the the uh, immediate satisfaction of them asking, hey, what fruit do you want? And I can, like, ask for a thing and just actually get it. That's pretty refreshing. <laughs> I That's don't know. Really I like the I anticipation wait on it for months. I like the anticipation of not knowing if I'm going to get the one I specifically asked for. And then not getting and then, it. And then you don't and get it. Not getting any fruit at all. And then you try again in five years. <laughs> uh, until next time, stay safe.